When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Always like to uh, see the new names on Twitter in the Travis Lee community. B. Haig is in. And Emily, I think this is directed at you, but you're not tagged in it. It says, using boats is not a drive-in. I mean, what is it, a sail-in, in. a motor-in? It's the same idea. If you're sitting in a vehicle whilst a watching a movie, yep. then I think that would say that you're. it's a drive-in, a boat-in, a whatever it is. I mean, it's a similar concept. It's you have You have the, the little remote Bluetooth thing yeah. in the in the boat with you so you can see the movie. Essentially the same concept, just without I want. I'm going to start a kayak-in. <laughs> sure, we, go ahead. Yep, we start about 100 yards away, and you got a kayak <laughs> over to there, and it's just an exclusive theater. Are you a boat guy? Do you like a day on a boat? I do. I, I just... It's so rare that I'm on a boat, but I do. Like any time that I have, it's like, wow, this is unbelievable. This is beautiful. The fresh air, all that stuff. Um, but I, I can't tell you the last time I've, I've been on a boat. Are you a boat person, M? I love boats. I love a day on a boat, on but I also boat. love. <laughs> I mean, I like having a friend who's on a boat more than anything else. No, I, I got the, I got the reference. No, no, I wasn't saying you didn't. He was just singing. I, it I, in was, his own I head. was, yeah, I was doing it in my head. <laughs> no, I thought you were saying it went over her head. I was no, like, oh, no, 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 no. I was. We're on a boat. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> That's awesome that you looked at it as you know it I went meant. over it. I looked at yeah. it as, yeah, Trav's yeah. Uh, basically in a rap group. I'm a, I'm a rapper. Yeah. When I'm not doing talk radio, I do no, raps. But I love a Dana boat because, uh, you know, it's just relaxing. But I, you, the best thing is to have a friend who has a boat. Owning a boat sucks. Taylor, are you a boat mm. guy? Absolutely, yeah. I love, I love being on a boat. There's... <laughs> Arguably, nothing that's more fun than a day on the boat. You put the cooler in there, right? You go out there, maybe you fish, maybe you do nothing. You swim, you float around, you tell yeah. stories, you have a few drinks. The best part is that when you leave, it's not your boat. And then the other guy's got to hose it they off. they got to clean it all the off. Other, yeah. that's, that looks awful. Yeah, there's like cheese every, in between the cushions because you had crackers it, and cheese and everything else. Every yeah. time we go, we got to hose that thing off. Every single time. It's like you were out on the, the ocean or the lake for a couple hours, and then you spend three hours hosing it off afterwards. There's also, Seems aggressive. There's also the just the sheer baller part to it was Clay who was on Clay Thompson was on um, Matt Barnes Stephen Jackson's podcast yeah. and I think the way it all started is they took his boat he's known for always being on his boat takes his dog yeah. Rocco or whatever it is and just there was something so baller about him showing up to practice at Chase Center getting on his boat docking it and then it's like all right i'm gonna go play with steph and draymond for a couple of hours i'm gonna take a shot in the dark here i could be wrong okay i'm guessing clay doesn't hose his own boat yeah i'm guessing clay's got a guy that hoses yeah. the boat yep my like, if you, all i had to do was drive and hang out on Boats the boats and hose i have a hose h-o-s-e yep yeah. yep <laughs> see we're on the same page today it's That's very not rare a bad brand it's, but you it's do not. have to verbal font that one yeah <laughs> it's exactly. not a bad brand just a shirt boats and hose, H-O-S-E. Sail, drink, and you boats and hose it off? <laughs> In. <laughs> right? Who says no? Nobody. Nobody. Uh, draft tomorrow night. Yep. Lakers have a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. Feels Number like 17, forever. which, by the way, is not, not a bad pick. In, in a draft that, again, I, I don't 
follow college basketball or internet. It's supposed to be a deep draft. There's supposed to be a lot of really good quality NBA players deep in this draft. So mm-hmm. you can find a guy at 17 who will probably make your team and probably help your team at some point. Maybe not right away. They've done a good job, by the way, with the picks that they've had. Sure. Where they've able to kind of identify guys and, and, and get the best out of them. They, they've probably done better in the back half of the draft than just about anybody else. That when you find you're finding Josh Hart, you're finding Kyle Kuzma, yep. you're finding um, Caruso's, you're finding Reeves's and as undrafted players or whatever. But they're, yeah. they're Max not, Christie, I think, has got a lot of potential. Right, yep. you're you're not having to pick in the top five to find a guy that's impacting your team. They're able to find these guys elsewhere. The Lakers are also built on the back of a guy who's going into year twenty one. Mm-hmm. You're also built on the back of another guy who doesn't seem to play a lot of games when he plays he's really good we're talking about anthony davis obviously do you use the pick for a few like hey this guy can help us in 2025 2026 or do you use the pick to go get something that can help you for this upcoming season do you pick or do you flip it for something that is a short-term addition to a team that has a window that's open but is getting smaller by the season i really really do believe this i really believe that um the window that we always talk about that you're in. I'm not saying give up the number 17 pick for something that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if you could flip it for a player that's going to help you next year specifically and can address a need that you have, um, I'm flipping it. And that that's what I'm doing with that number 17 pick. Let me give you an example. Remember when John was sitting here and was talking about, we we're talking about Chris Paul. And he was saying, hey, if you trade for Chris Paul, would you give up Malik Beasley, Mo Bamba, and that number 17 pick to go get Chris Paul, right? That was if you trade for Chris Paul. My mm-hmm. answer to that is no. But you think you, you can get him for less? Or if somebody else wants to trade him and take $30 million of your salary, then go get him. I just don't think I, – I, I would not do that with Chris Paul. But if you're telling me you could trade Malik Beasley, who you clearly did not use over the course of the last – Didn't work. Didn't work. Mo Bamba, who doesn't sound like he's part of your future anyways, and that number 17 pick, but you got Dorian Finney-Smith from the Brooklyn Nets, the guy that was with Dallas that's a 3 and D player, more of a 2, but he's a really good shooter and he plays really good defense – Trav, I think you really got to pay attention to the window that you're in. I'm not saying that there isn't value to that number 17 pick. I'm just saying there's going to be a life without LeBron James, and when it comes, you kind of have to address it then. I've changed my mind on this completely. I, I, I For the last couple of years, I was, guys, you need to move on to whatever's next. You, you need to really think about life after LeBron James, life after Anthony Davis. Because, Which is not wrong. But, I well, get the concept of that. Because it just felt like they were a million miles away from actually being in it. That LeBron is not going to be getting better as he gets older. The best you can hope for is he kind of stays where he is, which is what he's doing, which is remarkable. Anthony Davis is not getting healthier as he's getting older. That's not how that works, although that's kind of steadied itself and kind of leveled off a yeah. little bit. So he, we just went through an NBA playoff, what is it, two and a half months, give or take, where the Denver Nuggets were clearly the best team. Mm-hmm. They win the title. Yep. The only team that I really thought, if you ran it back, might, might, not probably wouldn't, but might have a chance to beat them, was the Lakers. And if you gave them one other guy that could put the ball in the basket, if you gave them one other offensive player, one other guy that could do what we're talking about, then it's, I think it's a different series. I have long been advocating for, you know what, get ready for whatever's next. Get ready for life after LeBron James. 
I think you just go for it now. I, I, I really do. Mm-hmm. I think that you're much closer with this group of guys, with the Vanderbilts and the Hachimuras and Reeves Emergence and all, and even D'Angelo Russell, who I think can be a useful guy in what you're doing. Give it, give it another shot. You, you're, the, the future is already kind of hazy because of all the picks that you've sent out. Yeah. Give it one more shot. Get, go see if you can find whether it's a, a Dorian Finney-Smith like you're talking about. Or, Buddy Heald, potentially. Buddy, go, go see what you can get for that. And if it's something that you think helps, the, and by the way, fits into what you're doing. Not yep. another guy's like, well, where's mine? N- not that. Mm-hmm. A guy that fits into what you're doing, go for it. Well, think, I've completely turned around on Think it. about both of the players we just named. One is a knockdown sniper, which the Lakers thought maybe Beasley's going to be that and ain't going to be that. The other one, Dorian Finney-Smith, is I can hit shots, and by the way, I could also play defense. But I think the point that you're making about, I I, I like the the setup of that. Al, I didn't think that was going to be the case. You didn't think that maybe six months ago, before the NBA trade deadline, before the Lakers made the the, the change even, I'll, there. I'll be honest, I didn't even think when the playoffs started that they were there. But to to now say, well, you're not that far away from competing. No. And if this window, this could be bronze last year with the Lakers. It could be. Could be. Right? And whether that's the case or it's not. Could be. If you're sitting in this window of... A man's about to be in his 21st year, but still 21st year, but still giving you what he's given. And you feel like the rest of the West isn't just going to sit around. The East isn't going to sit around as well. Teams are going to try to improve themselves to chase the Denver Nuggets. I'm with you. God bless that number 17 pick. But if you got an opportunity to move it to go help yourself next year, I say go do it. All comes back to the same old thing, though, right? It all comes back to whether or not Anthony Davis plays. And if he can play 55 or 60 games, let's go. Mm-hmm. If he's going to play 40. Then it's like, okay, now, now it really depends on who that second guy is. Because LeBron's not going to play 75 games. Mm-hmm. LeBron's probably going to play somewhere in the 50s, right? Does that, that, that feels about the most likely scenario. Having that third guy there keeps your head above water, like just like when we saw LeBron was out towards the end of the regular season. And they continue to win games. Mm-hmm. That Anthony Davis and the guys continue to win games. They just need a few more guys, even with LeBron, and whoever you pick at 17, maybe they better name They're not going to make a, a huge impact on your team in their rookie year. Even the guys picked one, two, three yeah. rarely make a huge impact in their rookie seasons. Jovan Buha, the athletic, wrote yesterday there's an increasing likelihood the Lakers deal their first rounder. See what happens. Yeah. Remember, they got 17 and 47. So those are the two picks that they have. They could very easily trade 17 and just move further down. I knew that I know the new CBA, the new collective bargaining agreement. There's going to be value to drafting your own players because of how cheap that costs on your roster, but that doesn't start until next year. All right, so the next 30 days might determine what happens to Shohei Otani over the next several years. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sex and counting. The amount of people that have uh, tweeted us the Andy Samberg, I'm on a boat <laughs> link. So we'll uh, we'll continue to keep the tally going along the way. Boats and hose. <laughs> yeah. H-O-S-E. Yeah, you got to hit the S hard. Yep. It's not the... The other way, you got to do the O, right? This is this is the S. Hose. And our logo is just you and I on a nice boat holding a hose. You, you, well, so we got to mix it up. You could be holding the hose and I'll yeah. have it like coiled over my shoulder. Yep. Well, like, will it be? And do we have like the garden hose, the little green one that we've all had, or do we go like uh, fire hose? I want personally. I want the green one. <laughs> that it's going to take so long for us to actually clean off the boat because we couldn't afford the other one. We bought one of those made-for-TV gimmick things the other day, where they just kind of coil up on their. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, I was going to say, I don't. You know, when you say gimmick, it's amazing. I'm thinking that oh, it ain't going to work. My, <laughs> God bless my mom. But if she had to, so she got one of those a while back and she wouldn't stop like talking about how great it is. It's amazing. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know my mom gets impressed. So we, we have the regular hose in the backyard, like the old green one that's been in the sun that gets baked hard. You, you, can't, even, you can't even bend it. It's yeah. like basically straight. It's no. like a piece of pipe. <laughs> it's not even you turn on hose. and you turn on and there's holes coming there's six holes before it even gets to the end we got the the, the little coil one and the that the shrinks up like yep. a centipede and it's in the front it's terrific i just go out there to water things just for fun just to watch it recoil itself do you know the person who created that right now is 100 percent on a boat you think how many of those do you got to sell to be a boat guy like millions, right? I think you got to sell millions, but I think there's a million people, millions of people that are are talking about what you just said. You have one, I have one, your mom has one, yeah. I have one. It's pretty great. It's pretty Why great. Do we, need to, we should brainstorm hose ideas after the show and see what we can come up with. Disney's going to reach out to us. Why did you guys c- keep talking about hose on the show? No, 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 no. Hose. <laughs> H O S E. You got to listen to the whole Big show. Big difference. It's right? a family show. We started with boat talk and we ended up with hose talk, right? All right, Perry Manazian. Uh, look, this, this speaks to the power of the Dodgers, by the way. So, Otani's trade or not to be traded thing has been a topic for a couple of years. Yeah. But because the Dodgers are at sure. the front of the line mm-hmm. and because they're the Dodgers and because the media follows the Dodgers just like they do the Yankees and those sort of things, the Angels addressed whether or not they're going to move Otani again. And Perry Manazian basically said, look where we are in the standings. We've said if we're in it, we're not going to move him, and we're very much in it, so that kind of speaks for itself. Okay, and I respect it, and I get it to a point. Here's the here's the rub. They've got about 30 days to figure this out because the trade deadline is August 1st, right? Yeah. So you've got about a month and 10 days to get this ironed out, and you either need to stay right where you are okay. or move up a little bit and then at the deadline you can make you can tell yourself this story and while i don't think it's a great sales pitch it at least is not a terrible one okay. which is we're going to move heaven and earth to, to to bolster this team 
to give ourselves a chance to go into the World Series. We're going to do the thing that we probably shouldn't do, which whatever prospects we may have, we're going to flip them for guys that can help us right now so we can go to the playoffs, make a run in the playoffs, and make the most powerful possible case to Otani. That's why these next 30 days, for the Angels specifically, mm. are so incredibly important. Because if they – look, they've been hot for about a month. They're, they're playing really good baseball. If they can stay hot – they can go, look, we're not only are we not going to move him, we're going to add to this team. We're going to make a push. And while I don't think it would swing him, if they do make a run, Slee, they do get into the ALCS or maybe even the World Series, maybe that, look, this is what we're willing to do now. This is how we can do it. That's the best sales pitch to potentially keep him, even though it's a long shot. Let me – can I play something out for you? Because I think um, – I, I, I don't want you to tell me what you would do. I want okay. you to tell me what you think the Angels would do. Got it. Okay. So they're sitting right now at 41 and 34. Mm-hmm. It's the third best record in the American League. Mm-hmm. Okay. So give them credit for um for what they've done at least up to this point. Okay. My question to you is or I'm sorry, not th- it's not the third best record. It's the third best record wild card. They're in the wild card right now if if everything started. So my question is this. Let's just say they start struggling over the next 30 days. And now they're actually much closer to 500 than they are to the top hey, of the we're 10, 11 games over 500. They're actually one or two games over 500. Okay. And you're actually not in that. They're not even in the wild card. There's actually just some outside. teams they have to jump. Okay. Is there any scenario that plays out where the average kind of eventually plays itself out and now they just look like an average team and now there's real risk of having Shohei Otani for the final two months of the season where you do not make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. What do you think the Angels do in that spot? If they're just outside the playoff picture, come the deadline. They're two games out of a playoff picture. Deadline think, deadline comes up. And you're asking me what I think they're going to what, do? What are they going I to do? I think they keep him. I think they keep him. Because I, you I, have to. Because you have to go all in right now. So if you're an Angels in the Angels organization... Right now it's easy to go all in because... You're playing good baseball, right. and, you ha- and, and you're in you're, the mix. But if you're only two games back of a playoff spot, that's easily make up at the end of the season. That's not totally out of the realm of possibility. But if you're thinking about it from the Angels' perspective, this is you have to go all in. This is the last best chance you probably have for a, a while to make the World Series and to win a World Series. Even if it's a long shot, it's the best shot you've had in a long time, if you can do it with Shohei Otani with Mike Trout. So why give up on that? Go to the trade deadline, get people that can make up that two that two game back and get into the postseason and see how it goes. Because if you're the Angels, that's the only hope that you have. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, what they what Emily just laid out, I think will be the prevailing wisdom inside that, that organization because I think it comes from the very top and I think he wants to go for it for the reasons that you said. You said something the other day that I think is important. And, and why? I, I would not. I would have traded him last year. I would still move him right now because – Emily's phrase of this is your last best shot, it's still not a good shot. It's just the best shot you have. But do you trust your organization to get these picks right that's in the next what couple he, years? That's, but, but see, this is, this is the most important thing. If the guys I'm getting back in this hall, I believe are major league quality players and maybe even a star or two in this, in, in this mix, you have to. Because not only can you say this is my, my best last shot, which it is, you could also – talk yourself very easily into what's let me ask you what's the worst possible outcome for the angels for the it's you are just close enough in the mix and then on top of that if you want to go worse worse outcome 
then you go and get rid of a lot of these prospects that you have because you went out and wanted to get better to yep. go make that run, and then you're sitting there September 15th and you're three back of a playoff spot and you can't make up that ground. That's exactly right, and he leaves at the end of the season. Yeah. That's the that's the exact would, right which, which would really put the stamp on him leaving. Of all the things we've talked about, what's the most of those options, which is the one that's the most likely to play out? That. I'm not saying that it's good. I'm saying that if they, they get hot and they make a run to the World Series, okay, what's that? One in 75? Mm-hmm. One in 100? But even if you make a CS, if you make a DS, like even if you're playing in the postseason, okay. Okay. it's hope for this team. Is it? Okay, you get to the CS. Yep. Okay, you get the American League CS, you lose. You've, you've gotten rid of all of your good young players. Yeah, yeah. And Otani's like, hey, that was really cool. I've been here six years. You guys got one good team. It was a little lucky to have happen. Yeah. I'm going over there. Is that worth it? Can I can I tell you something? I think that so that could happen, but there is the gamble that I think the Angels are in. They've been gambling already. They've been gambling for the last year and a half. You're gambling by saying we're going to keep Shohei. They're gambling by not. You can gamble sometimes by not doing anything. The gamble is I'm I'm rolling the dice here, saying to myself that I'm going to try as best as I can to convince Shohei to stay. Okay, even if it's leaning towards Shohei leaving. We're still going to roll the dice mm-hmm. and take our chances and see if we could potentially do this. Listen, if I'm Shohei and I'm watching an Angels team, let's say they give up the farm to go get a couple of guys. And by the way, I don't even know what their farm system looks like. I don't know how good it is, how competitive it is. It's middle of the pack. Let's say they give up whatever makes them middle of the pack. I'm sure there's three, four names out there that makes them middle of the pack. And they say, we're all in. Those are, We don't care how high the price is either. Because you've said this about the Dodgers. Why are we going to go pay? It's it's a seller's or it's a, yeah, uh, seller's, it's market. a seller's market, right? That You're going to have to overpay to go get something. The Angels are definitely one of those teams that I think would overpay to go get something. Does Shohei look at this whole situation? Because even if you make the playoffs and you make a run in the playoffs, does Shohei say, "What's the future past this? What's it look like past this? Can we make? Are we in the thick? Of, can I make a couple year run with the Angels, or is this just kind of they did everything because I'm not under contract? That's it. That, and and that's why they put themselves in this position to where they're the out the only good outcome is the least likely outcome, which is they keep him, they win, and he stays. Because I I, I think any other combination of those things, and I th- he's do think gone. that's the least likely. It, it, it is everything. the least yeah. likely. They're 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 much better than they've been. I thought they played really well last night, but this is a team that would have to have a lot of things break their way for them to win a World Series. It's not a zero percent chance, but it's low. The way you win the World Series is by being in it over and over again. Shohei's not looking for one shot to get to the World Series. Mm -hmm. He's looking for an opportunity to get to the World Series multiple times in a 10-year window. I want to be in the playoffs every year. Right. And then whatever happens, happens. Right. Mm -hmm. And can you give me that? They've already proven that they can't. And 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 he, there's nothing I've heard him say. There's nothing I've seen him do that leads me to believe he's not a smart guy. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't see the writing on the wall. He hasn't hedged. He hasn't gotten that. Look, I love it here. If they, if we can just find a way, I'd love to stay. It's always been. I want to win. I'm an angel this season, and I want to win. If I'm the Angels, that would scare the crap out of me. That hey, what do you think? Uh, I'm here this year, and I want to win. Yeah, but what? I'm here this year, and I want to win. Yeah. Okay. That that does not fill me with. Hey, let's let's sell everything we've ever had to try to go get this guy happy, and he's still probably going to. Okay, leave I can anyway. I play out one quick scenario for you. It's the first time you've ever seen Shohei live pitching? Correct. Okay. You've been at games where he's just yes. in the lineup? Yes. All right. Um, you can get one of two things tonight. 
you can get Dodgers win two to one. Okay. Shohei does nothing. Okay. Angels win three to two. Shohei thirteen Ks, two home runs. Come on, man! It's a life experience here. Thirteen Ks and two two shots. Here's why I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my answer, and here's why. (laughs) I I need to give the second part first because I believe he's going to be a Dodger next season. Uh I will take him beating the Dodgers this season. Thirteen Ks, thirteen Ks, and a couple of bombs. I'd like to see that. Come on, man! (laughs) You're going to tell me you're going to tell me Scott Van Belt is it starting off? And one thing I'd like to throw in there, just as a little added little thing to just put it over the top: Can he steal a base? Can, can can he go out there and steal a base as well? Yes. Because that would that would take it to the yes, next level. Can. Pair of jacks, thirteen Ks, and a steal. And why? Well, let, let's make a defensive play too. Yeah. Like, let's make a sliding play up the third base line and throw somebody out. He's the best baseball player. In, I don't know how old anybody's listening to us right now. I don't care if you're eighty. I don't care if you're eight. Shohei Otani is the best baseball player anybody has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me. I can't. How yeah. can I? <laughs> How can anybody? No, I can't. Oh, you never saw Ted Williams? No, I didn't. I also know he didn't pitch. I also know that while he was the greatest hitter of all time, yeah, he didn't strike out 200 guys a year. No, go, go look at <laughs> She was doing some stats. I think that was on Monday, where he's first in this and this and this, and it's all offensive categories. <laughs> and then this is where he is in pitching, and it's basically first and second in a lot of these different he categories. He leads the entire league in like six different offensive categories. Never mind team, the league. Stupid. Luis Arise under four hundred. He only went one for four yesterday. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you updated until he uh, either goes below three eighty or that's, we're still in there. That's an exciting type of thing to where I'm not gonna go out of my way to find it, but if you I deliver it to up. me. Factor cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. ESPN. Hey guys! All right, so I have oh, yeah. some ask Emily's that weren't asked, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna ask them myself. She had the most baller <laughs> start to an ask sleeve at slash ask M. I just asked she asked her own question. That's amazing. That's the best thing that you possibly. And then she do. closed it out. If I'm correct I, here, with her own question. No, not my own. It was from someone else's. Couldn't didn't say the name of the she, person. She she was not. The ones that we selected for her, she yeah. felt like that one needed to be in the mix. I did. Course. I did like that you said, Emily, that. 
you don't want any questions about Taylor Swift because you're much more than just Taylor Swift. I like that. I thought that was good. So this is a question from Anthony Gata. He says, it's about Taylor uh, Swift. what is one bad movie that you love that everyone else hates? And then what is one generally recognized great movie that you don't like? All right. So a uh, bad movie that I do like. And I think that there is obviously a cult classic following that likes this stuff, but Twilight. I love Twilight and I will watch Twilight on repeat. I think it's campy. It's funny. It's in a way in which you have to go in. This is not a serious movie. So that's the that's the way that I like to see Twilight. I also like National Treasures on this. The Room oh, is on this. Great. National Treasures, it, it's it is. It's fun to watch. It's fun Absolutely. to watch. Also, Twilight is not. Like, Nicolas Cage always fun. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey, same thing. Or like uh, Home Alone hit, 2. Right? A little yeah. aggressive. Right? Uh, I'm just putting it out there. The, the, the <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, here's the first factor cap since we're going to go on for that now. But... Um, I went on a walk yesterday. I did the um, uh, Palisades Park walk in Santa Monica. It's really beautiful. There's lots of really pretty things to see. But one of the things that is not pretty to see is the squirrels. So there are squirrels that just are tiny and they have weird tails and they come and they're, they're all over the place. It's because these stupid tourists are feeding them. They're feeding them lots of food and videotaping feeding them food. It's ridiculous. It's a stupid idea. Ugh. So, <laughs> feeding a wild animal is dumb. Travis, factor cap. I mean, come on, Em. Who are you talking to? I, fact. Do not feed creatures yeah, that are share not, a burrito? They're, they're wild animals. They, they carry diseases. <laughs> they attack. They do all sorts of things. They're unpredictable. The very nature of a wild creature means you don't know what it's going to do next. Do not feed them. Yes, fact times a million. Greg? Uh, yeah, fact. Absolutely not. And it's weird. I think I've told this story. I don't know if it was here on Mason, Ireland, but there is a guy that lives on my street and he feeds the crows every single oh, morning. Yeah. Yep. Stop doing that. Stop feeding the crows. Like, you I, wonder why don't... there's so many crows? It's because you're feeding the crows. Because you're feeding the freaking crows. Like, stop it. Yeah. And so, And he's like, oh, no, they, they love. They stand above. They sit up above and watch and wait for me every morning. They do yeah, because they're because super they're getting... smart, too. Right. They know you're going to give them food. It's nuts. So, no. Yes, fact. Do not feed the wild animals. I wonder if that's the same flock of crows. I think a group of crows is actually called a murder of yes, crows. Yes, it is a murder yeah. of crows. So Which, great. There's Love a that. murder of crows that sit right outside my bedroom window, and they get up at like 4.45 every morning yep. and oh, scream into my room. <laughs> so maybe, maybe, maybe they're like, yo, hey, time to get up. Ah! 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 Over and over and over. It's like every morning, so right like before the sun comes like up, it's bloody awful. murder. That's, that's why they call him a murder of crows. There it is. Oh, 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 oh. Just unbelievable. You have the best impersonation. I love it so Al? much. I don't think Al can talk. The look on his face. That has to be like a two-second clip. Just the two-second <laughs> video clip of just the, the last one he did. Not even the ones he did earlier. Um, this is obviously Cap. We are one with the animals. Yeah. Okay, they can feed themselves. Um, what area exactly were you in? Because, Taylor, I think we should stop by. I think we should grab a bag of peanuts and go out there. Okay. Oh, well, then I'm sometimes, not listen, maybe sometimes I've gone camping and uh, share a couple sun chips with a, with a, with a few of the other uh, animals out there. And then, well, and then the bear comes by and like raids your tent. No, you're, well, you're not. Deer you're are fine. Like, you're obviously, deer. no, you're obviously not supposed to do it. Um, the one thing I will say, which I really. So my girl, her parents have a place in Lake Arrowhead, and I went and bought one of those bird feeders, and I got all the stuff, and I put it in there. 
that's the only way I'm going to feed any wildlife, but I'm going to do it through that. I'm not going to do it with, hey, here's a piece of my egg sandwich. Just to have, You're not a, have a bagel. White holding your hands out with the birds landing <laughs> on your arms. <laughs> so that's how I'll do it. Taylor? Fact, yeah, I'm with you, Emily. They can feed themselves as someone with a raccoon problem. I can <laughs> attest to um, don't play with fire. These animals can feed themselves. Yes, right. All right, so the first episode of Black Mirror this season is called Joan is Awful, and this is not a spoiler, but this is generally the this is the plot of the um, show, and it was on the tagline, so this is not a spoiler. But essentially, the character Joan did not read her uh, terms and conditions agreement when she got this streaming service. The streaming service, in the terms and conditions, said that you could they could videotape you, they could get audio from you, they could do all this stuff. Because you signed the terms and conditions without reading them. And then obviously- Who the it hell turns reads into, those 88 well, pages? Right. Nobody. So you read the terms and conditions. Greg, factor cap. Uh, cap, I absolutely do not. I definitely go through and just hit the agree button. And now what's going to happen is eventually we're going to get to what happens in Joan is Awful. And it's terrifying. I still won't read the terms and conditions. <laughs> I don't know what I'm reading anyway. Like, let's be real. Okay, so I, I, I'm going to fall on- um, you do not. I'm going to fall more on fact here, and I'll tell you, it just depends. If I'm going to go get here. a cell phone, I'm not going to read the terms and conditions for that. But if there's something that I actually, there's things in life that you got to sign things for. Like, I, give me an example that you're reading. The terms and conditions for. Um, there was something for uh, you jump in? property management company something that I have with some real estate stuff. I, I have to kind of know what's going on. I have to have an idea of what's going on. But that's a contract. That's not the terms. Of, I mean, I guess they're both contracts. The The only difference there is it was about eight pages. <laughs> it wasn't 88 pages. So I could just at least kind of glance. I got to know a little bit of what's going on. You have your contract, something like that. You got to have somewhat of an idea. When there's stupid things that it's just me purchasing something and it's a warranty for something like that, I'm not going to read any if of you that. Got like, if Grubhub has a terms and conditions. Not reading that. Yeah. yeah, you're not reading yeah, that, no, right? That, that I'm not reading. Yeah. Trap? No. I don't think I've ever read any. I, for all I know, somebody else owns my house. <laughs> yep. Right? Like if, if you if you got into the terms and conditions, I may have signed name. it. Off. <laughs> same, the bank could have just tricked me and said, yeah, it's yours, but it's really theirs. Uh, I don't think I've ever read any of that stuff. I, I used to, Because to your point, Al, even if when I start to read the thing like you're signing a mortgage documents or a contract for – it's so densely yeah, legalized up. I don't even know what it means. I so am the like, undersigned, just, thereby. Yeah, it's yes, too much. It's it's way too much. Did you no. read, did you read your contract for here? Yes. As far know, as you I don't know. know, I don't know if you did or not. <laughs> as far as you know, I did. <laughs> Taylor, Cap, I don't, and I'm guilty of this. Um, ironically, I did not read the terms and conditions before download or re-downloading Netflix again to watch this show. So, I mean. It's happening Who to you, yeah. Taylor. You're next. This is <laughs> Taylor is awful. Taylor is awful. Is be the next show. <laughs> All right. So um, this happened last week, uh, where I had plans with a friend, a uh, good friend. We don't hang out all the time, but it was you know, oh, let's catch dinner, and finally found out a date. But as it got cl closer and closer, I just was not feeling an, a social interaction. I was feeling staying at home and being in my bed. So it's okay to cancel on a good friend within an hour of when you are supposed to meet. Alan, Patrick Cap. Cap, that's too that's too close. That's too close. Especially out here. 
if you're going to meet somebody within an hour, 24 hours, if you want to tell somebody, hey, I know we're supposed to get together tomorrow. Um, I'm just not feeling it. I got something come up for work. I think that's that's okay. One hour, I, for all I know, he or she is already driving to wherever we're going. So I think that's capped. What me. if you did know, though, that they, they were 15 minutes from this place that you're supposed to be at? One hour's too. We're too close. I I didn't do an hour. I did longer than an hour. I'm just asking this as a question. Yeah, Travis? I I, I she, go cap on that. First of all, she definitely gave him an hour. No, I believe her. I believe her. It wasn't an hour. It's by fifty I was minutes. Just thinking about it. Um, what Al said because to get a place, if it is a super tight buddy or friend or whatever, you said, "Listen, man, I'm not feeling it. I, you can do it." on super short notice but if it's unless it's like your one or two very best friends in the world you got to give them more than an hour you got to give them at least half the day berg pulls in at angel stadium tonight and you're like one hour before it's a first perfect pitch. example it's you're a, like hey greg not going it's a perfect example i would never do that right because no. i know where he's, he's coming from a, a distance that's farther than mine he's been on the road an hour before this thing is going to start right. that would be a no chance even if i were on my deathbed, you got to slug your way to that. Yeah, that's, that, that would be a jerk move. But no, I'm actually, I'm okay with it. It's fact. You absolutely can. If this is a good friend, then they'll completely understand if you're going through something. So no, yeah, if if I have, if I'm feeling just awful and I just want to be in bed and it's just one of those things, they will understand and I'll make it up to them another time. But I, you're you're totally fine in my book, M. Absolutely fact. Taylor? Uh, Cap, I think the cutoff's like 12 hours. I saw, I saw there's like an idea for an app where you could both, I don't know, you share a calendar and then you could each cancel if you, if you each want to cancel the invitation or whatever, you know, the event that you're doing, you can do that. But, um, if neither of you wants, or if one of you doesn't want to cancel, then neither is notified or something like that. There's, sense? there's gotta be something too about how, wh- how frequently you see this person. If you yeah. see them kind of regularly, you could probably pull that off. Well, but if this is, I haven't seen you in a long time. We got a date at this time, at this place, and then an hour before. It's you're so committed. How, how well did you know this person, Em? No, I know them really well. I've known them for um, since I moved here. So how long has it been since years. you'd seen them? Uh, it had been probably a month since I saw them. A month? Yeah. Um, gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go. But if you know them that well, I don't know. I think you're okay. Okay. Got another one for us? Uh, yeah, I have one more. Let's do it really quickly. So, Deion Sanders says that he hates the term my bad. So he he says essentially he hates when people say my bad because he's like I know it's your bad. That's why it's your fault like whatever. He went on a whole tirade about it um on a video for uh University of Colorado. So, you have a phrase that young kids say that you absolutely hate. Travis Federcap. Actually, that's a fact. Actually, it drives me crazy. Actually. <laughs> oh my god. Gosh, that and and I'm talking about a very specific person in my life that every fourth word out of her mouth is actually, actually. Hey, you want to go to dinner tonight? Actually, well, it's is, it, two is it a hypothetical dinner that we're going to? <laughs> like, you know, what, what are you talking about? Hey, mom and I are going to go grab. Uh, uh, we're going to go to the store and grab some things. Actually, I think I've narrowed it down to who it's, it is. It's like you, you've got to be kidding me. It makes yeah, me want to bang my head that. on the wall. <laughs> yeah, and so now I just repeat it back. Actually, yeah, actually, we're gonna. <laughs> Actually, yeah. We, we actually are going to go get a coffee. Actually. It's like, w- what in the world are we doing here? Berg? Uh, yeah, fact. But I don't, I mean, it's, I don't know. I ask Riley to do things all the time. Hey, you want to go do, want to go see a movie? I don't know. 
You want to play a game? I don't know. You want to just what? Do you know anything? Is there anything in this world right now? What color is the sky? Is the sky blue? I don't know. Like it's there's nothing. She has no idea what she wants in any sense of the word, and it's very frustrating. And I get mad at her when she does. And now she's trying to find out other ways to say I don't know, or she'll just stay quiet. She should say and, who's to say. Yeah, right. she, she's like, I'm. I know you don't like when I say it, so I don't know what to say. Well, you just said I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's fire. That's fire. Yeah. That just gets cap. That's got that, so. Cappy says that all the time. Played out. Yeah, but he does it more as a joke, where everybody you else so everybody yeah, else really so. actually means it. That's fire is one where I'm like, all right, slow down here. Taylor. I think Jay Z said that Fact, 15 yeah. years ago. I don't know if anybody uses it anymore, but trill. Um, Trill. Yeah. I had a friend who worked for this place called Triller. Obviously, they like went down, but like, yeah, it's uh, that's such a weird phrase. Actually? Actually? It's actually a weird phrase? <laughs> I don't actually? know. Actually? I don't know. Yes, actually. I don't know. Drives me bonkers. I'm with you. The Pac-12. Is it dead? Is it gone? Are we Should never going to see it again? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Chris is still a little salty that uh, Berg and I are going to the Angel game tonight, the Dodger game tonight, down at the Big A. I know it's in Chris's neck of the woods, but, you know, Chris and I, we saw each other at the U.S. Open on on Friday, so that's probably All right, so Kirk Morrison in the house right here. Yo, what up, what up? Kirk, so this is just the setup for it. Shohei on the mound tonight. Okay. Taking on the Dodgers. Yeah. And Berg and Travis are going to head down there to Angel Stadium. They're going to enjoy some good baseball. He's telling the whole story yesterday. Morales is sitting right there. And Chris is like, wait a minute, you do realize I'm seven minutes away from the ballpark. He said, yep, I know. And then that was it. And then it just got quiet. The conversation got quiet after that. I mean, That's gonna be fun. Wasn't my invitation. It's, it's right. Yeah. Chris's beef is with Greg, not with me. Got Greg it. is the one that's the gatekeeper on this yep. thing, so it's not me. I did see Chris at the U.S. Open. Kirk, I I was out there all day Friday. You and I ran into each other a couple minutes ago. You're yeah. like, 
did you go to the open? I'm like, yeah, I was there on Friday. What day were you there? You all four days? All four days. But I did it. I broke it up in different pieces, though. Okay. I did. Uh, so let's see, Thursday, I went. What I went saw. The were second. you working at all, or were you just hanging out? I was just hanging out. Awesome. So <laughs> I watched the first round early because it had that thick marine layer, sure. had a little bit of rain. The course was soft, and um, and I wanted to watch my SDSU San Diego State for life, Xander Shoffley, and mm-hmm. he put on. It was one of those rounds where I couldn't leave. Like I'm watching. Did you follow it. him the whole day? No, I just watched him in that that morning. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I can't leave. This dude is on fire right now. Yeah. So and I had to wait, and so I watched the the next round of guys at that uh the, the late afternoon tea time, right? Because there's the funny thing about the U.S. Open. This was my third one, by the way. No kidding. Where yeah. else did you go? I'm got Olympic. No, Tory Pines. Tory Pines. Oh, both the Tory. Yeah. Okay. The, the Tory Pines with John Rahm, right there. Yeah. yeah, over in La Jolla. And you weren't at the Tiger one. One of the great. <laughs> Were you at the Tiger one? You want to hear it? You yes. Hear it? Okay. This is the story oh, that I tell dude. everybody. Um, first of all, my dad's not a golfer. Just not a golfer. But I had tickets to Tory. I was still you know, active NFL player. This is 2009. This is all in my. So me and my dad, we go to Tory Pines. We want to go see Tiger. Of course. And literally, I had never seen a real life machine till I saw Tiger Woods <laughs> at Tory Pines. And he was just, I've never seen a dude who's just so locked in. Like, he is just walking, and you could just see a sense of the, the fierce eyes. We locked eyes for a quick second <laughs> as he was walking from hole to hole, and it was just unreal. And remember, this is when he had the knee injury. Broken leg. The broken leg. So you can sense, like, the like the you know the angst how, how little hurt he was he wasn't fully 100 percent, but mind over matter right there Jeez. but we watched him play and we followed him this was when I, I first got my experience of how to follow final round championship golf mm. is you map it out so you watch the first tee and then say hey let's meet him on four let's meet him on nine let's go back and meet him on 13 and then let's go to 18 for about an hour so you so basically you're gonna see him play five holes. Yeah. And then you'll watch the other guys. And I remember we watched the whole thing. He knocks it in, uh no, Rocco Mediate knocks it in. And so now you have an eighteen hole playoff on Monday. Did you go back on Monday? I did not go back oh. on Monday. I had to go back to work. Everybody had like I had to go back to off season train. I think it was like mini camp yeah. that week. And I had a buddy of mine in San Diego. I said, Look, man, I I <sighs> If you had a ticket to Sunday, the final round, you just had to show that ticket on Monday and you can walk. I gave it to him. He said, Kirk, I will never forget this the rest of my life because I walked the whole entire course with Tiger Woods. Because you remember on that Monday, there's nobody there. Nobody's there. Everybody's gone. Flights, everything. So you maybe had 10,000 people watch Rocco Mediate just get annihilated by Tiger Woods for 18 holes and I missed it. I missed it. Mm. I want to. I want to go back to something you said a second yeah. ago. You said that you'd never seen a guy with like kind of that locked in. The first time you saw a human being acting like a machine. I've never. A- as a fellow professional athlete, yeah. as someone who spent a long time in the NFL the way that you did, yeah. did could you learn anything from it? Like, could you pull something out of that? Because there's a level that that dude went to that Kobe could get there. Right. There's a, there's a very small group of people that could get to that level. When you saw it. Was there anything you could pull out of it as an athlete? Just that we always talk about the white noise that with that so much going on and you're so locked in that everything around you is white noise. Mm. Here's literally 
15 people deep on each side of Tiger Woods on a fairway at the hole to tee off. And yet he's locked in focus as if he's out there by himself. Mm. Like you take that to a point where like I've just never seen that before. That kind of focus to where you can go about your job, do what you do. And as if you're out there by yourself, but yet you look around and it's like thousands and thousands of people, totally different than a basketball game where you're on the court and once you're playing on the court, you don't even see it. I mean, there's been games where I know I've played in, 100,000 people. You, when you're between the lines, you don't see it, you don't hear it. So I would take from Tiger was that regardless of the situation, the conditions, what's around you, if you're focused on the task at hand, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters, dude. I, and I was, I will remember that. For, and he had his red shirt on too, so it was like I saw everything happening all at once. You got a few minutes to stick around. Absolutely. All right, let's do another. And we got to get his thoughts I, too. This this Pac-12 stuff that you were talking. I yeah. want to get his thoughts. We're, we're, we're going to do that, and I need to know how many of those Scotch lemon drinks you had too. That's <laughs> the, we'll, we'll get to the important stuff. That's coming up. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 